Tom Parry. Matt Boyle, how's it going? You all right? I'm not too bad. How are you diddly doing? Not too bad. Got a new recording setup, so hopefully the audio will improve from previous weeks. Apologies about that. I mean, Oof. you are, you have constructed, um, I, I don't know, a, a tower to podcasting using uh, wheeled I'm, bins I'm, I'm and levels. Mm, the microphone on a bin, sitting on a bed with a microphone on a bin, so I'm far enough away from the computer so it doesn't pick up the fan. Yes. Um, and they just slapped my thigh then, so you probably heard that. But uh, yeah, probably did. Uh, <laughs> I have them wearing shorts because the weather is uh, is quite nice actually. So, you, so you're running around, you're running around half naked, and you're constructing things. Tom, have you been playing any Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by any chance? Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't actually, but I'm sure you have. I have. Let's talk about it on Tom and Matt Attack. It's always nice to have a rambly intro every now and again because I don't feel forced to burst into song. No, yeah. Well, I mean, we, with the current uh, setup I have, I had to mention something. And I, I have been a little bit preoccupied with how I, my audio has sounded the last few weeks. So hope it hasn't been too terrible for listeners out there. Yeah, apologies. It might be exactly the same this time. So, Well, just... let's see how it goes. Um, you know, the, unfortunately, folks, I am not an audio engineer. Um, a lot As of the, the clean-cut audio that we've been enjoying for all these years has been because of, like, practical equipment and good mics and stuff. And for some reason, Tom's computer's just decided it doesn't want to keep that Well, I'm using a different anymore. computer today in the hope that that will fix it. So here we go. We will figure it out, folks. Anyway, Tom Parry, how have you been doing? Oh, not too bad, cheers, Matt. Um, been playing the odd game here and there. So uh, have I. Yeah, but let's start with Zelda then, as we did last week. Yeah, How's that been I, going for you? We can. Right, okay. So, still sticking with my guns and what I said, that I think that tutorial area is a little bit weird um, and perhaps a bit, a bit of a wrong way to start that game. I hit oh. the ground on Hyrule, which is pretty much where we ended talking about it in the last week's podcast, and I've had since like two weeks to pick it up every now and again and run it around. I haven't had as much time to play it as I want to, because it's definitely a game that I'm like, oh, I should sit down and play Zelda for a bit. It's not a game I want to like pick up and play for like five, ten minutes. It's a game that I want to sit down and spend a good chunk of time with. It's been a pleasure. Like I've gotten into it. There's... I, I feel like I can kind of talk, like, brief things about stuff that appear in that world, and like, non-story spoilery stuff. But, um, yeah, you don't just go up, Tom. You go down. Um, there's a whole thing called the Depths, which is yep. kind of the equivalent of the Dark World. Um, and you go there, and there's, like, lots of corruption, and everything feels dark and very bleak. Um, the enemies are very hard to kill, and you need to actually, like, properly time and do parries and stuff which i'm not very good at i'm great at parries by the way i i mean you are the king of them i mean you should be named after them but when you when i'm doing that i'm just like man this game is so much depth and honestly what i what i've ended up doing is i'm just running around 
Sometimes I'll go into an area and, like, weird hands with eyeballs will come out of the ground and absolutely murder me. Other times I walk around and I'll fall down a well and I'll find something cool and I'll have a sword that I probably shouldn't have at the point of the game I'm in. Generally, it's very nice to just wander around Hyrule again and do these things. And I've kind of gotten to grips with how all the tools work and how... You can use the Ultra Hand to build insane things. I've not been doing some of the stuff that you've undoubtedly seen making the rounds on the social media, like building a giant helicopter that fires drones. But I built a horse and cart and threw a Korok on it, and I made it like sail down a hill. I thought that was pretty fun. I was just like, "This is really, this is really silly how this works." But I actually, I'm kind of okay with just wandering out into the world and putting random stuff together, and occasionally taking photographs of animals and items I haven't seen to fill up my compendium. This is quite nice. It's quite relaxing. I like Sounds this fun. piece yeah. of game, yeah. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd love to give it a go sometime. Actually, having a perfect position to to do so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all alone it. this weekend. I've, I've nothing you're much all, to do. I'm all alone. <laughs> you, you're all alone. You have a Switch and a copy of Tears of the no, Kingdom. I, I do, and, and I'm playing Bayonetta still. I'm mad, aren't I? You are. You're a crazy person. You should go do it. You should go, like, it, it's like a big, you know, do you remember, sorry, American listeners, do you remember those Kappa Soup adverts for a couple of years ago? Big warm hug in a mug. It's kind of that. It's kind of that in a, a video game form. That's that Nintendo. Sad, that sad Australian man playing a Switch, which is apparently inspired by a review on Japanese Amazon, I found out. You've seen this very sad trailer, right? Did we talk about it last week? Uh, I don't know if we did, actually. Yeah, the, the, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you've seen it. it. It made all the rounds as this game was coming out. There was lots of people uh, posting this ad uh, from Australia and Nintendo, which is essentially just this very sad businessman getting home and being like, oh, my God, my life's exhausting. My wife's already going to bed because I'm home late. Oh, look, Zelda, I'll escape to Hyrule. I've pretty much been doing that for the last couple of weeks, and it's felt good. It's been a joy to do those things. And so, yeah, yeah I've been running around. Um, Hyrule, just because work's been busy and, you know, been a bit tired as a result of this damned eye infection that's still here. So, mm. And Zelda I, is the perfect medicine. Zelda is the medicine. Laughter, <laughs> word of the way, it's actually Link. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a good time. I Honestly, like, I, I can't really talk about it more than that because I think that is my feelings on it for now, is that it, it, it's it's been a joy to play and it's more of the same like different enough for it not to feel like I'm treading old ground again even though you know Kokoriko Village is still in the same place Kokoriko Village was and everything else but like things have changed things have happened in that world Mm. and they've introduced just lots of interesting stuff on top of it and I like I said now that I'm to grips with the powers now that I kind of understand what the game is asking of me I'm really having fun playing it and like, I understand why everyone in their mum is going, oh, this Zelda's so good, because it really is, really is. I don't think it starts the best, but by God, it's a good game. So so if this was a, a chart, it, it's going up, it's on the upwards uh, trajectory right now. Yeah, I mean, well... Again, from last week, it's, it's just... Oh uh, yeah, no, 100%, 100% on an yeah. upwards trajectory from last week, whereas last week I was like, oh, this is kind of more the same... And like I've heard other people have this same complaint on podcasts, and people who are much more into Zelda than I am have said this exact same thing to me. Of like, oh, I wasn't sure when I started, but I've gotten into it. And I'm like, 
yes, exactly how I feel. It's very strange that everyone they see that seems to uh. be a thing that everyone's like, mm, I don't really know about this first hour and then when you're back in Hyrule doing Breath of the Wild stuff, you're like, Oh god, I yes, another hundred hours of this please. I'll I'll gladly take it. Well, I'm I'm hoping a game that I just started playing today is going to get up there, but right now it's just uh, I'm finding it a bit uh pedestrian, actually. Ooh, pedestrian. Wow, that's a that's a savage word that you're not going to see on the back of the box. What have you been playing that's so pedestrian, Tom Parry? Well, okay, so a bit of a backstory to this. I watched the PlayStation Showcase, or whatever it's called. As did we all, I'm sure we will talk about it. And of course, the the big final reveal was the gameplay from Spider-Man 2. Yes. So I've been playing Spider-Man. Yes. uh, For the PS4, I decided to pay five quid, which I'd rather not have to do, to upgrade it to the PS5 version. Yes. Uh, as I thought, you know, I play my PS5 often. I've, it's relatively cheap. I'm, I'd like to see this in its best possible form and try it again, because I have previously attempted to get into this game. Yeah. I, I am going to point something out to you. Yes, that is really crap that you had to pay to upgrade. Yeah. However, the only way to get that PS4 version of Spider-Man previously was to buy the Miles Morales like yeah, no, so it's edition. better than that at least. Yeah, yeah the PS5 is. version. Yeah, yeah. To be yeah. fair, I didn't own the PS4 one, and I paid like fifteen quid for it, so I'm fine with that. But like, yeah, yeah if you already own the PS4 one, I was like, mm, that's really shitty. Yeah, but it's got a different type. It's called Spider-Man Remastered. So I suppose you're paying five pound for a slightly different game. But I mean, on Xbox, you wouldn't have that problem. So no. enough of that. Let's talk about the actual game, which, you know, it's spectacular. I'll say that. Or should yeah. I say amazing? Uh, whatever. I mean, there was there was also a comic called Spectacular. So you're fine. <laughs> um, however, it's a bit dull. Why am I yeah. finding it dull? When it's like throwing everything at me, you know, um, that that is my major issue with it. Maybe it's it's got personality, but has it got enough of it? Is it the real world setting that doesn't interest me so much? Is it not fantastical enough? No, so I I can speak to this because there's someone who played Spider Man. I was like, oh, actually, it's kind of fun. I enjoy this game. I enjoyed the swinging around New York aspect of it a lot more than I enjoy the combat. Did. And the combat now, kind I'm of feels g- a bit rote. I'm going to say something controversial there. I'm finding that a bit boring, like I've done it before. You know, I... it is not the revelation that Spider-Man 2 was in no, the day. No, it isn't. Uh, to be fair, I do, I do enjoy the swinging in this game more than Spider-Man 2 as much as... Yeah, they, I... they've refined everything. Everything is polished, so it's so shiny and wonderful and you couldn't imagine it being any better. The core gameplay sort of leaves me a bit sort of like, mm, meh. And yeah, the... I, I really wish I felt differently about it because it, it's a game which it's quite obvious had a lot of um, love poured into it. Mm. <laughs> it's an interesting yes. analogy. But, um, um, I yeah. don't know, man. I, it's, I, not, I, it's, I... it's not grabbing me, you know, and I'm starting to realise maybe more what my tastes are in these sort of media. Yeah. Um, well, I, it is a type of it's this triple A blockbuster game, right? It's this yeah. to a to a point. It's an interactive film in an open world. You know, if we just follow the main storyline, you know, yes. it, it does very much. These are predefined beats. You play through them, although then it gives you the freedom in between to fight crimes and to do other side quests and and such. And I see actually the 
the potential to get quite addicted to doing all the little things every now and again. Oh, there's a crime over there. Oh, there's a telephone mess there to tweak. Yeah. But after that initial exciting opening, they get, it's quite jarring when then you're in um, Doc Ock's lab and you're doing these, these little puzzles. Uh, and it's quite a lot. You know, it's, it's just such a change in pace. And you say, oh, I really don't want to have to do any more of these. Yeah, so I, as well. I, I get you. Um, I do think it is a very vanilla game. I do think it is. The everything is, everything is sound about it in terms of like how it plays and how it operates and how but it's almost, presented. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It is very, it's very sleek, but almost to a fault because is it. As a result of that, there's nothing really there that feels new and breathtaking and riveting and like. I enjoy the writing. I think the story is pretty well told. I enjoy the combat. It feels like a bit of an evolution from the Batman system. But I still feel like I've done most of the stuff before. Uh. And honestly, I'm I played it I started playing it on the easy mode because I was like, oh, combat is so tedious that like I swing on to a hideout and you got like thirty people and they're like trying to shoot you and do all this stuff. I'm just like, oh, I just don't care. Like it's get <laughs> it's getting over with. Like it felt it felt like a box ticking exercise for me. Maybe that was just the way I was playing it when I was swinging around. But like, I I know what you mean. I I try. I understand what you're trying to articulate, and it is just vanilla. The... I think yes, when you said vanilla, is. I think that was that was it for me. And you're more of a Spider-Man fan than I am as well. I think. I, well, I appreciate Spider-Man, but I'm not like wildly into Spider-Man. <laughs> so we weirdly, I like the concept of Spider-Man. I really don't like Peter Parker, which is why I absolutely love Miles Morales, because I'm like, cool, this is a more yeah. interesting character. I think he is more interesting than Peter Parker. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, the Spider-Verse is good. I'm going to go see that new one. I think that'll be a great film. But that's, that's very more... colourful. I mean, maybe... Yeah, exactly. It's because they're doing like something different. Previously, in maybe the Ultimate Spider-Man game, back a while a while ago that was on gamecube wasn't it in the yeah. ps2 xbox uh, that sort of colorful uh, cartoonish playful aesthetic i think for me i'd like more of that but that's a personal taste i i like it to be more comic book style in your face bright colors highly stylized like i guess like spider-verse i think rather there is definitely an audience for a very sort of looks like a marvel traditional marvel movie type game which is yes. what spider-man is it's basically you take the marvel movie template you apply that to a game yeah and it's a triple a blockbuster but there's also room i think maybe to do a more stylized one as well instead of course what we're getting is a sequel very much in the same vein as this one i get it looks spectacular i mean that whole sequence they showed in the playstation showcase Look great, but again, as I, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I could be watching a movie. Here. Yeah, I, I, I really could be. I mean, I have to twiddle the stick here and press a button here, and but everything's going to go smoothly through this path. It's not going to require skill game. I'm saying that though, though it can be quite difficult, as you were saying it about can. the difficulty of Spider-Man. Some of those fights, you know, I, I, I've died and had to replay them. Um, and I've played a lot of Bayonetta lately, and I've still died. So. Uh, I think I might be a bit bit better than, but yeah, it's a funny one for me. It's just not exciting me in comparison to something like Bayonetta, which I also have my issues with. But yeah. it's more exciting than 
Spider-Man is. And that's due to the, the, the monsters, the world, the gameplay. And also, maybe it's because it's not an open world game. I don't know. It might well be. I, it's, it's hard to say, because I do enjoy open world stuff as well. But Spider-Man, I'm going to keep going with it. I think the PS5 version looks really nice. I've played it on, you know what, first time I've experienced this, Matt. I was uh, playing on 30 frames uh, per second fidelity mode. And right. I was like, this doesn't feel fast enough or smooth enough. Oh, and I've never Tom. been particularly susceptible to um, 30 versus 60 frames. But I think it's after playing Bayonetta again. Because yeah. Bayonetta's playing... Um, solid 60 in the version I'm playing it and having any other sort of action type game play out slower than that felt off to me so okay. I had to change it but I think visually even on that uh, performance mode it looks this as good I don't know it's hard to say I don't know what it's doing different I guess it's at a lower resolution perhaps but it doesn't look like it uh, I'd have to look into the technical details but i'd say for me the performance mode on spider-man is is preferable on okay. ps5 at least fair enough i mean <laughs> i imagine there's not a lot in the visuals right it was a very good looking ps4 game so yeah i think ray tracing is maybe on in performance mode yeah but uh, honestly i i don't think ray tracing lots of really reflections does. and uh yeah lighting and yeah yeah fair enough and the games look great nowadays. I've been playing Resident Evil 4 as well, and that looks looks uh, fantastic. To a point where, it, to me, it almost looks too good now. Everything looks too polished and too perfect, and it looks less like a video game now. It's it's yeah. odd. I, but, I've heard I've heard people yeah. have similar conversations about this. I mean, especially like with the new Mortal Kombat one, which we uh -huh. we can we can talk about we can talk your, about that your yeah. feelings on that in a second. I, I've heard people going like, I hope it doesn't look better. Because, like, I'm already at a point where I'm uncomfortable with seeing fatalities. I don't need to be able to see, like, each individual vein on a spleen. Maybe that, maybe that's too much. Yeah, we have really reached a point, and we say this every generation, don't we, with graphics. Oh, I can't imagine it getting any better. Yeah. Uh, but now, really, these look like CG movies, these games nowadays. And it's quite breathtaking. It really is. It is. But well, it's, so it's like your eyes can't actually appreciate all that. It's it's like too much detail and too much fidelity, and it's like I can't take it all in. Yeah, I can't I, appreciate it because it's too much for me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I scoffed last week, I think, at the Zelda, Zelda, and the graphical quality of Zelda. But to be fair, there is something to be said for a game that you know is going to run fine yeah. and looks beautiful. And you don't you don't have to worry about all the stuff in the background. Don't get me wrong, like I I like a stylized world. I like a Fortnite. I like something like that. But hmm. yeah, it, it it doesn't have to be a lifelike sprawling cityscape around me at all times. I don't need it to to feel like real life. Um, to have a good but time these games necessarily. That we've been talking about, they run perfectly. You know, they do. We've reached this point where you can get a game looking that good and have it run so smoothly. Um, these are great examples. I think Cyberpunk, as it is in its current state, is also one of those really impressive, so much going on on screen sort of games. Uh, there's a lot of it now, and I think it's great, and I'm not knocking it because it's fantastic and incredibly impressive. But, yeah, where do you go from here? 
I don't know. Sometimes I like my games to look more like games. But, and that maybe brings us on to Street Fighter Six. It does. I was going to say, I was going to use yeah. this as a transition as well. <laughs> yeah. So the, there's a demo of Street Fighter Six out. Uh, the game will be released on the 2nd of June. So hopefully next week we will have played some of that game. Uh, at least you will have bought it. I'm thinking about it because... Um, on top of the usual arcade mode, uh, there is a world tour mode um, that I have explored somewhat in the demo. Uh, mm. As of you, Tom, I think you probably played a bit more of it than I did. And um, why why have they made like a dragon punch, Tom? Why why is there why did they spill some yakuza in my Street Fighter? Not... I like like a dragon punch. There's the episode title. I, I think we might have already used it. It's the unfortunate thing, but it's fine. Have we really? I don't yeah. Know. Uh, yes, it's that mode. What's it? Yeah, you said World Tour, was it? Yeah, it, World Tour mode. I can see why you made the comparisons between it and uh, Yakuza because it has a similar feel. Yeah, well, I mean, they're the clearly. So, for those of you who haven't had a chance to play the demo yet, essentially how you start off in World Tour mode is you create a character. And there's a very robust character creator. I'm sure we're going to see some very interesting and very cool things out of it. And you can even share codes so people can quickly like make the same character as you, which is very nice. There's this share mechanic there. I, I, I played around with that a little bit. We had guests, and so I kind of felt awkward having a half-naked person on the screen that I was like adjusting the biceps and stuff of, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to quickly just hammer through this. Um, What ended up happening was I was like, wow, this person looks really tall and out of proportion. This is a bit disconcerting. Um, I, I So I started playing with them. It became very apparent that I, I had made the the person too tall because their arms didn't really do that chest pump animation that they do when they win very well. It looked like they were oh, about to punch themselves like in the face. Kong. Yeah, it was just it was it was very weird. Um yeah, so you, you do this, you create your own character and then I I think what will happen, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, you've probably played a bit more, is that you kind of get a base move set that's in this new style that they're trying to introduce for Street Fighter 6, right, which is the more simplified way of playing Street Fighter. So rather than having to do uh, a half stick up and punch, you can literally, uh, it's one button, it's like up and triangle to do a dragon punch, right, mm. or like a quick uppercut. Like Don't you thing. get to pick? I didn't, not as part of this demo. I think you do in the actual game, but like there is this simplified control method. Oh, I, I do recall selecting at least... Um... In some part of the demo, a more traditional control method. I think I was offered something a bit more I th- simple. I think maybe that comes later than where I've played them because I, oh. I, I got through that original tutorial bit, or maybe I hammered over it and I didn't notice that I'd picked simplified controls. So I, I got through that tutorial section, and then went out into the streets, uh, where you do run around a big open world. They make a big deal of the link between Street Fighter and Final Fight, which I thought was kind of oh, interesting. Metro City. And, like, talk about, you know, the efforts of the previous Mayor Mike Hager in cleaning yeah. up Metro City. And essentially what it what it does is this. It's like, well, everyone lived through these terrible times where there were these people on the streets trying to kill everyone, and so everyone likes fighting now. And what you can do is you pretty much you wander around this big city and you can press square to challenge anyone. So I... I had to uh, beat up a guy next to a hot cart and a schoolgirl because 
there were two people I could <laughs> see on the street that I could fight, um, which is very funny because they they can throw a punch at you, but you just throw a fireball at them, and it doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> but it, it's this weird blend of like, okay, we want to do like a modern day final fight concept that grips people who really aren't into fighting games the way that the Evo crowd is. But also, the world has moved on since it being a side scrolling beat em up. Though to be fair, if it was just a side scrolling beat em up, and then like there were moments well, where you fought people who were who were good enough for you to fight one on one, I think that would be really cool. Like Tekken Force. Mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an evolution of that, really, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. I'm glad it's there. Uh, looking at uh, some of the trailers, there's a lot that gone into the story and the cinematics and. You meet characters from the series, and you get their moves. I think. Yeah, that's you what I was going to say. Off like, like Dalsim or you, uh, Chun Li, or whoever you meet next. Yeah, where I uh, just got to, I got uh, Jack, who is the new character and like the trainer guy from the World War mode. Oh, Luke, sorry, not Jack. Uh, yeah, I just got his moves, and I was like, oh, that's that's interesting, because I had I'd built a my my plan was I was like right. I make quite a stocky dude, but I also make him tall because I want I want the reach of a, a Sagat, but I want to use a grappler move set like a Zangief. Mm. So it's going to be yes. great. I'm going to combine these two things, and then when I couldn't do that at the end of the tutorial, it was just aesthetic. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you can make some monstrosities with that. I've seen a few online. Yeah, uh, I kind of regret just making someone rather generic. Actually, I, yeah. I think I should have just gone all out and created a real freak. But yeah, it's it's very promising. Also played the the regular sort of arcade mode. I forget what that's called this time around, but uh, that's very much what I kind of expected yeah. from a new Street Fighter. Felt like Street Fighter. Uh, looked great in a stylized way, of course. And so yeah, I'm 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 all in really for Street Fighter Six. I don't. The story mode is is the major intrigue for me, because it, it, it's the biggest difference, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, separating this one from Street Fighter Five, I'm sure there's some the mechanics are quite different. They do feel quite accessible. The mechanics in this game, the tutorial does a reasonable job of sort of teaching you how Street Fighter Six will play in comparison to something like Street Fighter Five. I'll never be one of those top players. Uh, that you find online of this game, unfortunately, yeah, that's how it is. I mean, I per I personally don't like playing fighting games where you need to count frames. Like I, no. the yeah, it it doesn't. It's it playing doesn't for do... fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. I just like I like I like I like a good button mash every now and again. I like throwing a fireball. I like being able to do a <laughs> dragon punch, but I don't want to be like right, cool. Person's mid air now. I need to do this at this stage. Like, I don't want it to become mechanical. I don't want it to feel like a game of chess. I don't want to have to like go. This person has done this, therefore I should move here and do this. Like, well, that's wanna... professional. Uh, yeah, yeah. Play, isn't it? I, I mean, when we play, I think we have good matches. Yeah, because we, we have we... a reasonable um, grasp of the street fighting. We we know the the specials and. We do. Yeah, that that's the level I, I like to play at personally. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's more it's more a casual game for me. I don't I don't like I don't like it when people take fighting games too seriously. I know that's a a, a a silly thing perhaps to say, but 
I just I we we know so many people are so many passionate about so many things and I just I like to have a good time and like I there admittedly like there is something aspirational about a high level play for a video game but I don't it's not what I go to fighting games for for some reason I think it's perhaps the casual relationship I've always had with Street Fighter so yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually oh. kind of excited. I may actually pick it up now, based on like I'll I wait to see how review scores and stuff are. I'm not going to rush out and buy it on on Friday, but I I am very intrigued to play that mode. I really like the idea of that world tour mode, and perhaps that is the thing because I never purchased Street Fighter Five. I played it with you a couple of times, but a I knew well you are the person I play fighting games with and you're not going to be living here very long, so I shouldn't pick there it up. There is the internet, Matthew. Oh, yeah, but I don't I, I can't, I can barely play Fortnite over the internet, Tom. That persists. I went, I literally, I went to an electronics store the other day because I'm tired of looking for them in the flea markets. I was like, right, I'm going to buy an ethernet cable, bugger it. And I looked at them, they were 40 quid and I was like, I'm not buying an ethernet cable for 40 quid. Mm. I'll wait. Mm. Even though you enjoy playing Fortnite online, it's not worth that. No, I'm also I'm almost level two hundred as well, and so I'm seriously. Like, yeah, but I hey. I, well, you I, played a lot more than me, and I've got a fine internet connection. I'm just over <laughs> level a hundred on Fortnite currently. It's just yeah, I, I I play it for like half hour every day, wherever it is to do the dailies and like that. Yeah, you wow, that's that's dedication. But then you've always been quite dedicated to these well, things, Matthew. It's more, it's, so it's, than more myself. it's more because I was just like, well. I'm pretty close to it, and if you just if you make sure you keep on top of like the weekly quests and stuff, you get a good huh. chunk of XP and a couple of levels. I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm, I was at 180 before last week's update thing. I was like, well, fuck it, like I'll play. And then I got I got to 190 this week, and I'm like, well, there's another week of quests. There's some stuff I can do. I might as well just get to 200 and get the unlocked rewards. Cause I'm probably not going to play much next month, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season on that, seeing what, what new things that brings into the game. I saw a rumour, I saw a leak uh, on Twitter, I mean, take this with a pinch of salt, because it was it was quickly removed, which is why I've had some cadence to it. But there was, there was, there was a, I, I saw some images of, like, new characters, and, like, I saw Optimus Prime, but I don't know if that's a How? thing, because uh, there, there was a screen grab that someone had dropped of... Um, like the next season's loading yeah. page, and he was in it, and I was just like, "Hmm, maybe that could be cool." How did you Optimus Prime as a regular size Fortnite character? And this, this is why I kind of think it was fake, to be honest, because he looked like Optimus Prime. He, lo- he to be fair, they just squashed him down, but I mean, he looked like movie Optimus Prime. He looked very realistic, and it didn't really mesh with that world. I would have preferred a G One Optimus Prime. Yeah, okay, but then there is the new um, Transformers Beast Wars. Is it? What's it? What's it called? Uh, I have no idea, mate. I have I have not kept up with the live action Transformers yeah. movies. The big summer uh, blockbuster uh, it's coming out. There's obviously been Fast X, and now we've got Transformers coming and Indiana Jones. So they're all all appearing now. All the big uh, Little Mermaid, yeah. The big summer blockbusters are all coming out. So I'll, it could be a tie-in. Makes sense. It could. Uh, to be fair with you. My yeah, my main hope is it's just as rumor. First look at chapter four, key art, and then it's Optimus Prime in there. Like it, it just looks. I don't know. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. But he he looks like a scaled down version of that Optimus Prime from that movie. I right. It doesn't really, it doesn't really gel with me with the style of the Fortnite. Like, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But, uh, we will. 
I would have, you're I would not have that preferred... excited even no, though you're a Transformers I mean, fan because it's it, not it's... I wasn't really excited by Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan but at least that brought some fun mechanics and if you know if you do something where Optimus Prime can actually transform or maybe they put transforming vehicles in the maps I think that could be kind of cool yeah if it's such a playground isn't it Fortnite it's always I wonder how long they can keep that fresh but I mean the the core gameplay is so tight that they just add some more bells and whistles on every season and they well, can probably keep doing this for a long while I'm sure I mean like they just you know they they bring things in they take things out like they change the guns on almost like a weekly basis they introduce guns and stuff and new weapons and new things I mean even the Star Wars event yes they had the yeah. blaster and the lightsaber already in the game but like they changed how I played Fortnite for like a week or two where I was yeah. like oh I need to be aware that people have lightsabers thank god I don't anymore because now I can just gun people down from a distance um, and not have to worry about them running up in my face but I I don't know how long Fortnite's been going but it's a fair few years now isn't a it? A long time um god so I can't even remember how long ago um uh Player Unknown's Battle Royale came out uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. What yeah. year do you think Fortnite came out? Like oh well, long before I started playing it. About ten, ten not ten years ago, seven years ago. I I'm thinking probably eight or nine. I I'm gonna go with nine. I think it's eight. Go on, look it up, Matthew. I'm gonna look it up. Um, oh, actually, Fortnite was released in. Here we go. Come roll. July 25th, 2017. Wow. Okay, longer than... Not as long as we thought. <laughs> no, not as long as we thought. But I was like... Well, because I had season... I remember season four came out and I downloaded that on Switch because that was the one that came out on Switch. And I played it a little bit. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I, I, I bounced off it. And then I think it was the... Yeah, it was it was that blanker skin, but obviously they just released it. I think with the PS5, and there wasn't much to play on the PS5, which is why I got it. Or did I have it on PS4? I can't remember. I can't even remember how long I've been. There's always it at this a point. skin that pulls you in, and it yeah, was honestly, driving all for me. I'm 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 so looking forward to the release of Street Fighter Six because I hope that they put that fucking blanker skin back on the store. I hope to God, Tom, they put that blanker skin back oh, on the store. Yeah. The fact that they've had the Resident Evil skins have been back on there recently gives me hope that they're still in good st good stead with Capcom, and hopefully they just put that Blanca skin on there because then this I can is buy it. Business Blanca. Blanca is nothing but business, Tom. I fucking I love that skin so much. Like, I love it. It's amazing. Like, well, the Ryu looks cool. The Chun Li looks cool. The Sakura looks cool. But that Blanca skin of him in that damn shirt with a giant mobile phone on his back, Mwah, Chef's kiss. Mm. Well, I think we could easily talk about Fortnite for we quite could. a while, but we, could. we should probably move on to something else. How yes. do, you, do you want to talk about the PlayStation Showcase, anything there? Did you see everything? Did you... I did. Let me let me brief... Should I briefly touch on my last game, or should we talk about the PlayStation Showcase? Like, let's well, sound, whatever let, you feel yeah. comfortable with. Let's, I don't have that much to say about it, um, but I, I, don't I, I can say some stuff. I I like the look of some of the games. Um, I think it was the same they... type of game, wasn't it? Really, that they showed. There was some VR in there. They, these were the big sort of showstoppers, weren't they? They was like, oh, these are going to make you, oh yes, oh look how powerful the PlayStation is. 
uh, there was something that looked a little bit like a Metroidvania type thing. And to tell you the truth, you know, even though it looked interesting uh, visually, uh, I'm not into the genre. So, and there's so much of it nowadays, I can't really get excited about those type of games. Was there anything that caught your eye? Well, I mean, so I'm I'm going to say with a pinch of salt. Did you see the the absolutely world class social media response from the Xbox official Twitter account? I saw them post all the games that pretty much in that showcase, um, coming to Xbox as well. Yeah, exactly. They just yeah. like so. This is this is from what we are to understand. Sony's pretty much E3 press conference. And 90% of the content within this presentation is actually not a PlayStation exclusive, and which is why I guess they came out swinging first, because they were like... No, they got there it. first, didn't they, before, before they Xbox? Did. Yeah. And like they got everyone talking about things like Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Remake. Delta. That's part of that, yeah. Like, I suppose it, they're calling it Delta, so because, if I understand rightly... Doesn't Snake Eater take place before Metal Gear Solid in the in the crun, crun, in the timeline? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, 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 I don't think it really matters. I but guess if you're going to remake because... a series, it's probably a great place to start. Yeah, Snake yeah, Eater. It's a I very get... well received game. It's the earliest we see Snake in the timeline. So yeah, I guess so. But also, I just I think it's not Snake, the... is it? It's big. But I it's get big, I it's big. It's big boss. Big boss. Yeah, it yeah. is a snake. Um, yeah. I I mean, he's still snake, but he's he's big boss snake, not like snake snake from the original Metal Gear Solid. Because yes. yeah, he's a, he's a clone. Anyway, um, the the whole thing about that game though, it's just it feels like it feels like they dr- they called it Delta, so they didn't have to call it three. So they could entice new players to be like, look, new Metal Gear game, or oh, Metal Gear, like rather than being like, this is a remake of the third game, and then people are like, well, where can I play the first and second game? Oh, you can't. Though they are releasing a, a collection of I saw that. PlayStation games. And do you know much about that? Do you know what version of Metal Gear Solid they're putting on there? It's a PS1 version, I take it. It's a it. PS1 version. Well, I yeah. imagine it's probably the PC version that they've, they've souped up a little bit because yeah. they're essentially the same thing. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, the version of 2 is going to be the version from 2 that they rolled out, I assume, in that HD collection and everything else, right? It'll be... I wonder if... It, it is subsistence, right? It's not just regular... No, it's subsistence, yeah. 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 So um, it'll be the one from that HD collection they put out. It's substance and subsistence, isn't it? Substance yeah, was Metal Gear 2 and Metal Gear 3 yeah. was subsistence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it... Those, I, those are the ones that were included in that collection on the... Mm on the Xbox PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, and so, then, yeah, the next generation as well, PS4 and mm-hmm. Xbox One, I yep. think, yeah. They've done this every single generation since the PS3. Like, you can buy a Metal Gear Solid collection for the PS3 as well. Like, yes, you can, yeah. Um, I mean, the difference here is including Metal Gear 1, which would be the first time they, they've done that in one of these collections. Is... Weirdly, no Metal Gear 3, but I guess that, because the PlayStation 3 being what it is. It is, is Metal Gear 3. Oh, Metal Gear 3 is in there, is it? Yeah, it's oh, sorry, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, P- the four, PS... 4 is the one that... I the PS3 Metal Gear Solid, which is 4. God, numbers. 4 seems stuck on PS3 probably for technical reasons, perhaps. Yeah, I assume so. There's I probably was only some... ever on that console. 
yeah, well, this is what I, I think. I think you would probably have to remake a lot of it from the ground up. So why a lot of PS3 games don't really see a lot of re-releases. Not that one, especially. <laughs> no, especially not that one. But there's probably weird licensing stuff. There's probably so much they'd have to do to it and like Pat. redo. Because there's all that weird stuff at the start. God, playing that game was a trip. All the weird stuff at the start where like you're in a floating water tank and you're watching TV. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird, weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've played a little bit of game. it, but not, not so I, much. I played that game in university when I didn't have a PS3 in my mate Tom's room. Another Tom, not the Tom uh. I'm talking to now. I didn't know him in university. I, we just we played it over a weekend. Me, pa, me, him, and another guy passing the controller back and forth. And we were like, "This is such a fucking weird game, but it's so good. I love Metal Gear Four. Um, some people don't, though, do they? Your opinions seem to be split on four. Some people love it. Some people don't think it's all yeah, that good. Exactly. Like this is the thing, but eh, it'll be fine. Um, so yeah, Metal Gear. I mean, I'm I'm gonna play it. I hope it's good. Uh, I mean, it should be. I mean, it, I imagine it's. The same people, I don't know. Apart from Kojima, of course. Well, but I mean, the... most of most of the people from Konami left, mate. Like, oh right, okay, it's a different yeah. Studio. I can't remember. There was talk of who it was buzzing around before, because it's been rumored for a long while that it's in development. Well, they have the building blocks. They have the original game. It is a remake and not something completely new. So I imagine they will stick very closely to original game design and. You would you would hope it would be like the Resident yeah. Evil 2 remake, wouldn't you? You would hope that it would Even capture the spirit. Even though that is different. Yeah, in... but that's what I'm saying. I would hope it would capture the spirit. I hope it would have a lot of the the stupid stuff like, hey, if you leave your console off for a week and then yeah. you come back and then you fight the end, you'll be dead. Like, yeah. I hope it has that weird Kojima stuff still in it. I hope it has the, you know, you can smoke and it takes your health down, but... It, it helps you snipe because it calms your nerves and all this stupid shit that's part and parcel for that game. I, I hope it has all the weird camouflage, even though people really don't like that. I'm sure Kojima's been asked already his thoughts on that I game being, being I, remade I, without him. I I'm sure he has. I'm sure he probably hasn't commented. Yeah. I mean, I, he's I, moved on. Man, so. I want to know. I saw. So, I saw. So want to know what happened there? Like, I saw. So want to know that inside story of what caused that rift between Kojima and uh, Konami? But I guess we never will. Yeah, and you can add that Konami. Time. You know, over the last few years, they haven't been that notable. No, really. But now well, I mean, with they, Silent they, Hill they... two remake, Metal Gear remake. Is this the Konami renaissance? So well, I I mean I think this is Konami realizing they shouldn't just make pachinko machines, right? They've had a lot of like weird investment from lots of places, and like I think maybe this is pushing them to be like maybe you should guys should leverage your IPs rather than just re-releasing like classic collections like they did with Gradius and uh, Castlevania. But they are they're still releasing classic collections anyway, so yeah, I mean We're... they go into, but it's fine. Yeah, it's um, very, very interesting, isn't it? Um, so what else? What what other game? Uh, was there anything else in that showcase uh, you wanted there, to talk about? There are there are two things that particularly strike me. I mean, obviously, I'm really excited for Final Fantasy XVI. I mean, this is a known property. I'm not going to talk about it too much. That trailer looks very interesting. Hmm. Um, I thought Form Stars was kind of an interesting thing to look at. It looks like a mashup between Fortnite and Splatoon from yeah, Square Enix. I also thought that, obviously, major Splatoon influence, but 
stylistically nice i I like the way it looked it was one of the more sort of like well that's a nice looking game uh, yeah again because it maybe because it was stylized and it wasn't so trying to go for the ultra real high fidelity it it felt to me like it was doing that like cartoony Fortnite thing better than actually Fortnite does it because that whereas that is an aesthetic choice that they've gone with from the off here to make like Mm. beautiful clean simplistic anime looking characters Fortnite obviously kind of pushed it in after the fact and it doesn't it looks nice within Fortnite I would argue actually Foam Stars it's Foam Stars Foam Stars is the name of it yeah I mean another what multiplayer based it's going to be it's going to be another free to play third person shooter is it going to last you know it's going to be around a little bit and it's going to then disappear what I say what I say is if they if they're clever with how they do it maybe but like looking at it it didn't it kind of felt a bit soulless is my only thing yeah. Like actually watching the gameplay, if it, it feels like a game that has been made to capitalize on a market that I think. Well, I imagine it'll play like a lot like Splatoon, and I dropped off Splatoon. So I, uh, I, I mean, I like Splatoon. Like had... I like Splatoon when it first when it first came out, and yeah. that concept was fresh. It was quite interesting and fun to play for a little while, but it yeah. didn't maintain my interest. I, and I don't know if, but it has been very successful, and a lot of people still in play and enjoy Splatoon. So they do. Um, so you know, let's see how it is. I I'm interested. I think it could be. Yeah. I think it could be good. I'll play it, but I'm not. Yeah. 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 It'll be free, so I will play. Yeah, exactly. We'll <laughs> give it a go. We'll you will hear about us talk about it in this podcast. Um, the main thing that I was very excited about in this presentation uh, is Marathon. Um, yeah okay yeah so a new uh first person shooter from bungie absolutely so have you ever played the original marathon no no trilogy? never never no. um marathon is a very cool game marathon ha is it, it's a it's a first person shooter it kind of feels like your dooms and the the games of the day but the interesting part about marathon is the story is all about like rogue ai and it's mm, you, not you, very you can, um you can current. definitely see them doing that in halo and like all of the terminals in halo 3 and like guilty spark and stuff yeah they're very marathon and like the story and how the narrative of marathon is interwoven is just very interesting i i've only played marathon 2 because i think they released it on phones but unfortunately it gave me motion sickness so i never completed it it seemed like a very cool game i i read a lot about all of the the mythology and stuff around Marathon around the time Halo 3 was coming out because people were like, oh, there's links to like, the AI from Marathon within this. And I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then the trailer dropped and I was like, what the fuck is this? This looks amazing. And I saw the Bungie logo. I was like, wait. Uh, it didn't look like Destiny. It's not Destiny. It didn't look, it something didn't look else. like Destiny. But I was like, the, the way the some of the text treatment and stuff is, I was like, Fuck, are they remaking Marathon? And then the game that came up at the end was like, yes, yes, please. Mm. Um, it it doesn't. From what I've I've heard, mixed things. Like some people are saying, oh, it's a remake of Marathon or a reimagining of that original Marathon, which again I think is quite timely given the world we're living in with AI right now and like all of the stories of this game being based around rogue AI. I have also heard that it's an extraction shooter, though, not like a not like a traditional first-person shooter, but it's like a Rainbow Six-style game where it's squads going in and extracting, and that's where that woman is there at oh. the end and has sniped that dude, and there's like that three of them in a team. That doesn't interest me as much. I will play 
the shit out of it because it's bungee and their games are always interesting and always there's beautiful aesthetics and they make the best first person shooters like i don't know if it's going to be a paid game i don't know if it's going to be any more than that but like i i will gladly play it i hope I hope that if that is the plan that they will do an extraction shooter as the multiplayer part. I hope the actual main game itself is a story-driven first-person shooter based on those original three games because that would be amazing. Yeah, because Bungie did that incredibly well, I think, with Halo. And, yep. of course, with Destiny, it's not as accessible if you were to jump onto Destiny now. I think. Well, I, I tried to jump into Destiny 2 and I just couldn't make head or tail of what was going on. Uh, so, yeah. I'd love a more traditional uh, linear uh, shooter no! from Bunty. Marathon is designed from the start as a PvP-focused game and one of a single-player campaign. Instead, with a, sing- a PvP experience as our foundation, we're creating the opportunity for player-driven stories to unfold, stories that are integrated over a gaming narrative. We're building a world full of a persistent, evolving zones uh, where players will create a journey of every run they take. I don't care, Matt. Oh, I'm going to play the shit out of it, Tom. I'm, I'll, hopefully I won't bounce off it as quickly as... I think I probably will because I I liked Rainbow Six for about a week and then I was like, nah, I'm good at this. <sighs> oh well, but, yeah. I can't so say I there was the much in that showcase that really did it for me. Not my kind of things. Oh, actually, there was one more thing that I liked the look of. Uh, the Plucky Squire, that looked fun. Yeah, I mean, aesthetically and the concept behind it seems great. I don't think it's the kind of game that I could that I'm that excited about playing myself, but I think what they've done with it, you know, how you move from a two D world to a three D world and everything is really, really well done at the art direction. Good. I I think that game. I honestly, I think that game might have something for you in it because I it nah. looks like it's a pretty basic action game with then three D puzzle mechanics and like platforming elements is what I saw in that trailer. Maybe I like it. I mean. I, I'm not saying it's going to be like something like The Gunk, which was one of them 3D and puzzle, environmental puzzle platformers that I actually stuck with for the what, six hours it yeah. was. So sometimes these things do uh, surprise me. So maybe. Could be. Well, I mean, the, the fact that it's going to be also coming to Xbox from the look of that image, as will Marathon, as will most of the games that we've talked about. Yeah, I've uh, got game, but... game, game Pass until some point next year, so... Yeah, uh, I'm, sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be on there. Yeah, I mean, I'll play Dragon's Dogma too as well, maybe. But like, that's that's I think it. I've me. still got. I own Dragon's Dogma. I still have never played it. Yeah, I've played your copy of Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> you haven't. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I have that game. Oh well. So yeah. Matt, you you mentioned you've been playing something else. I you did. Want to talk about. Um, I've played something, Tom Parry, that I think you should probably go out and buy. Oh, Matt, I don't know. I'm, hey, Tom I'm, Parry. Yeah, it takes a lot to convince me to get a game nowadays. What if I told you um, that the creative minds behind Res had collaborated with another studio? Oh, it's humanity. Uh, to, to make a game that was essentially modern-day Lemmings. Yeah, I do love Lemmings. Um, yes, yes, I'd like to play it. Tell me more. Humanity is great. So... Humanity, um, as I mentioned, came out the same day as Breath of the Wild. Perhaps not the best day to launch a game, yet the quality of humanity has meant that despite all of the the crazy things that I'm seeing on social media with people building like attack helicopters in, in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, 
it has meant that people are actually playing the game humanity and going yes this is good as i mentioned it's published by enhance um which is um mr gucci is that his name the the guy behind um brez and yeah. tetris effect um his studio but it was actually developed by a studio called lt by tha ltd i think is their name oh what a name that just rolls yeah. off the tongue, it's doesn't it, man? The Limited, I think. Like, the, the LTD is in, like, lim- the Limited. I guess it stands okay. for something. I don't know. Um, the, the, the Wikipedia page describes it as a puzzle platforming game with real-time strategy elements. So what it is is the, you play the game. I've played the prologue. I've played most of the first, like, set of puzzles. You are a dog, and you wake up and suddenly it's just like, <laughs> one day I woke up and I was a dog made of light. And there was a strange voice and it told me I needed to guide people towards the light. So, so far where I am, I have no idea. It feels like, obviously, you're guiding people, souls to the afterlife, maybe. But the way you're doing that is oh, essentially wow. each stage is a door opens and just like hundreds of people just start pouring out in a straight line and as yeah i like like lemmings yeah. or choo-choos yes or it, it feels comparison you want to make it feels like lemmings it also kind of feels a bit like a pipe mania or something like that yeah it doesn't feel like choo-choo rock you no not necessarily because i haven't <laughs> i haven't had elements of it where i was trying to avoid like nasty Cats. things in the environment rather than, you know, saving these people from their own stupidity or in most cases my stupidity. Because what you, Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it would have something like that, like uh, some enemies. Maybe later, but I think honestly to like oh. get around the core conceit that essentially there's just like hundreds of people pouring out of these portals. Very early on it tells yeah. you um you know, like don't worry about these people. They're not like people. They can't feel any pain. They're just souls. And like, if they fall to their death, like if they fall off the map or if they fall from a great height, don't worry because their souls will be restored and they come back through the thing. And so I think there's not that same like choo-choo rocket slash lemmings thing of, oh, I need to make sure everyone gets through the portal because right at the start, I was getting quite stressed about like, ah, no, there's one person going to fall off. I need to make sure he loops back around, but it doesn't really matter. It's not like... The objective isn't to have like a, a rate, um, a percentage of people getting no. to the exit. So then. what it is is you're guiding these people towards an exit, and at a certain point, once you've reached a certain capacity, it'll just say level complete. Like there's a little, usually on the well, that is this is similar then, isn't it? Capacity percentage. No, because they're unlimited. So like it's just the the whole thing of that door oh. is like that. There's not a, an amount. Yeah, yeah a set it's amount more of like consistency okay. of them going through. Right. And, I and get so it. what you do is you're this little dog and you run around in these 3D environments. These do you bark? You, you, Sorry, you, to, to, you bark. You... Yeah. So what you do when you bark okay, is fair. essentially you're setting commands. As my wife pointed out to me, she's like, "So you're kind of like a shepherd's dog." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." There's probably a religious angle in there, also, you know, with oh, shepherds yes. and stuff. So I was like, "Okay, it makes sense that you're kind of a sheep dog, and these people are like sheep, just wander wandering aimlessly." 
so pretty much what you do is you can click square to bark, and your bark has different effects. You cycle through them on huh. the on L1 and R1. The ones I've got so far is essentially there's a directional bark where you are pretty much putting arrows on the map, which is why I'm like, it's like pipe mania, because you're going like, go left, it's like go left, go up. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's got all of these things. Um, and you're doing that, and you're dropping these things around. So, you know, the the first most basic puzzle is they're walking straight, you make them go left, you make them go you make them go right and then they walk up and they go through the door then you get a jump then you get a high jump then you get a long jump and so you're like right how far do i need them to jump how far do they need to jump over these things uh and then the game introduces something called goldies which are essentially like the special these special higher beings that are apparently like the manifestations of people's hopes and desires which is just a, a gameplay way of going like you should collect these you'll unlock fun things like it's like know. it's the equivalent of like a three star rating on a, a game of angry birds or whatever they just stuff this in the level you do need some right. of them to progress like there is gates on these worlds the same way there is in super mario where the goldies act like stars so it's like oh you need 10 before you can progress you don't have to get all of them in every level but if you get 10 of them you'll progress on the the weird thing about this is, and the weird thing about why I'm very keen to mention the the whole like oh these aren't people thing, is because I was like right I need to get everyone to the exits, but I need to. I need to get up there because I need these people to go around this corner and I need them to unlock this door so I can get that goldie, and I was doing this. How oh. the fuck do I do this? And then I realised I was like, oh no, what I have to do is. I have to like flood a lot of so there was pretty much there was um there was an area that was a square and it had like buttons and the way buttons work is the similar the way exits work where if there's a constant stream of people walking over them the button will be considered like held down if you if you take them away then eventually at some point it won't so some puzzles have had to be like right I need to send people that way then I need to quickly divert them around and then throw someone through that door quickly to like grab the goldie so I can carry on with this mission, which is quite fun. That's the that's I get is the real time strategy element of it. I like that they're called goldies. I'm imagining they all look like goldie. And they're just like they kind of look a bit like um, the silver. Oh god, I've forgotten the name of them. The silver spacemen from Earthbound. They're just like giant big gold figures. Oh Star yes, Man. yes, yes, yes. God, I couldn't remember the name of them. From the cover, yes. from the Earthbound yeah, cover. Yeah, that, that thing. Cover. They right. kind of they kind of look a bit like that, but just like a big person. Um, yeah. You you so some of it was like I was like, right, how the fuck do I do this? Because there's I need them. There's a big square, so there's this big square area. But then the way to the exit was cutting through the square, and I was like, how do I get them from here? How do I make it so I have a stream of people going around? And I was like, oh wait, no, I'm doing this wrong. What I need to do is, essentially my first action needs to be to build like a fucking circuit almost. So you just have right. these people, like you send like, I don't know, a couple of thousand people forward and then you go, right, I'm just going to have them rotate around this square <laughs> so they're creating like a battery for me of like people going around a circuit to keep all these buttons on. And then when they're going around these buttons... I just need to then just gun it for the exit. Like once I've activated everything, so all these bridges and stuff are up, then I can actually complete the mission. And it felt really weird. I was like, I'm using people as like a way to power this entire thing. And I was like, oh well. Oh yes, what's that saying? Like, oh, this is really strange. 
and it's, it, it's depth, yeah the, right. the the writing and stuff has been quite fun uh, I don't want to give too much away because I don't think many people have had a chance to play it but like it, it it's a really interesting game it's definitely got I'm... that feel of like an enhanced game yeah I'm curious to know Matthew is it stressful no not really the, I honestly I think so far from my experience if I've been stressed out it's because I'm not thinking the puzzle through clearly because there were one, uh, or, there were one or two times where I was like, right, I gotta go left, I gotta go right here quickly. Oh god, I gotta bounce around. Hmm. And I was like, oh, actually, no, I shouldn't have done that. What I should have done is this. Like, and you can't. Sometimes you realise it mid thing, and you're like, right, I'm gonna reset the level because I don't want all of this shit here to deal with, but I need to do this. It has. If the people never run out, no, you never run then, out. Then there isn't like a how do you get a game over? So what you can, what you can do is a obviously you can't sometimes you don't hit the puzzles the only threat that you have of why you might need to retry sometimes is the goldies are finite so if you accidentally walk a goldie off the map you need to reset the map to get the goldie again you can't right okay yeah. so that's the... yeah okay you can finish every stage at a sort of basic yes. level um but if you want to get them higher ranks then there's the extra challenge there so yeah okay so you can play it however you want you to play can. if you want to go for the the more difficult challenges you can but you don't have to to progress yeah through exactly the game. and like i've even yeah. hit like there's a, a level i played before i started playing some street fight to talk about in this podcast called the towers and so there are clear like branching parts sometimes and you're like you're looking at it and you're like oh this feels like the difficult next level versus the easier next level so i think the game is even pretty uh, good at going like this might be a pretty tough puzzle for people if they're not used to playing puzzle games. Like, let's give them an easier option so they're not going to get stuck and have to feel like they're banging their head against it. But it feels okay. to me like, and again, I've only played, I've only picked it up twice. Like a game you can kind of play for like fifteen minutes, do a puzzle or two, get some satisfaction, and walk away from. It doesn't feel like a game you have to bang your head against. Oh right, okay. Well, we've got a good segue there. Oh really? been banging my head against Bayonetta for yesterday. I really? Was. Oh, my Lord. Are you yeah. on? So, so I think, um, yeah. to sum it up with... Um, Humanity. What's it called again? Humanity. Yeah. Uh, sounds great. I'm really interested in, in, in that. I will no doubt play that at some point. So, and I really like what you're saying about being able to play it at whatever level you desire. Yes. Uh, also, know. the game is... does give you as well, there are solution videos. So if you are particularly stuck... Yeah. Cool. It's literally like we we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna make note of how many of these you watch in, but you can't watch a solution. Yeah, it's not just get good. No, it which, isn't. It yeah. isn't just get good, and I think it's pretty conscious of that. Um, yeah, it, it it does do some wild stuff, and apparently I've heard like later in the game, it'll introduce mechanics that you've been able to do since the start, but you haven't really realised that you could do, and I'm very interested mm -hmm. in how it can do reveals like that. Also, the soundtrack yeah, is fucking so amazing. It's just like weird ambient noise, but it's so good. Yeah, okay. Is there a demo? There was. I don't know if it's still up. There should be a demo for a game like the, that. They, they, those sort of games... There definitely was, um, which was just like a selection of levels rather than like the story mode that I have played. Yeah, I'll look into I it. Bo I Maybe bought I it on the strength of recommendations demo. from people saying it was kind of like Lemmings and Chuchu Rocket, which are two games I like, uh -huh. so... I mean, me too, so no-brainer. But, um, yeah, this whole get-good thing, and I don't mind challenging games. I'm, I'm all for challenging yeah. games. 
just to this until this point in Bayonetta now. You're at where, where am I? Up right, to? are you in a big like? I'm up to a point where it's it's testing my patience. Are you in like a big churchyard thing where you kind of are like running on the side of buildings and stuff? Like it. it I've done a lot of that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, which... I know. Sorry, it's really hard to kind of like. I, I, <laughs> That's a very like, weird. Are like, are there lots of like floating platforms in the sky, and there's just seems like constant. I tell you exactly yeah. where I'm up to. I, I, my major issue was with the boss fights. It's the second time I think you've fought against the uh, what's her name, the Jean or Jean. Or... Yeah. The the. Do you know what I mean? The one who wears red, who yes. seems to be uh, another witch. Yes. Uh, like Bayonetta. Yeah. You've just fought against a snake. It's not difficult, the snake, you know, to get your timing right, dodge stuff. Yeah, fine. It's like any other sort of enemy. But then you come a one-to-one fight against her, yeah. And you you start off in a sort of a courtyard thing, and then you move on to a rock flying around. You're yeah, fighting on the rock, yes, and you go back to exactly the courtyard. The section I'm talking about, yeah. Okay, so so it's just beating her that was the problem. Yeah, and so start the. I think it, one evening I decided to go for it. Couldn't do, I had to give up in the end? I, I was like, well, I've got all the things I need to do now. I, I can't keep doing this boss, so I had to start again and replay through the level again and get up to the boss again and yeah i uh i couldn't i tried again and again and again but i couldn't be and i said well i've got to turn it off i've got to do something else so, so i turned it off again i said well i have this desire to come back to it and finish it. it's like right i've got to play through that level again get up to that boss and beat it and yes i did in in the end but i'd say in terms of my playtime of the game my half of my playtime has just been that latest level i've got up to mate it's been fairly smooth progression until this level where it's about two two and a half hours yeah. or more just trying to do this level I say, I say this in even the nicest possible way that game only gets harder from there there are bits where i literally nearly threw the controller and i'm not an angry gamer like yeah there, are, there... well you do have to batter the controller to at the end of this fight where, where you do the torture move and you're pressing y like and if you don't press it fast enough, you're going to die. And you know, it, and then it gets you because you think. I just saw the uh, the waveform there when I was tap, yeah. tapping my knee for the button. It just sort of uh, went crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. And it's like, then you think you've done it because the last time you've had to do that, you've only had to do it to a certain point to, to activate the torture move. But they ask you to do it straight after. Yeah. So if you don't get the timing right, if you're not expecting to be having to hammer yeah. it again as quick as possible. Yeah then you're not going to make it. And also the game's really stringent, and sometimes you fuck up those quick-time events, and then you have to do a large section yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and to section, the checkpoint before that fight is not at the start of the no, fight. No, it isn't. It's at this point where you've got to jump from rock to yep. rock before you get to the fight, and then you've got to go and skip that cutscene, which doesn't involve just pressing one button, but pressing pause, then moving to skip, then moving again to yes, and then, how many times I get that? Bayonetta can be incredibly frustrating when it's you know when it's good it's really good and it's really satisfying and i've not played many action games as well designed and as satisfying as bayonetta i mean in comparison to the action spider-man bayonetta is just on another level i would say in terms of that kind of find multiple enemies dodging attacks you know it's 
It's something else. Yeah. But this difficulty ramp up at this point into the game and say, play about seven hours now. I forget which chapter it is. I just finished like the first four chapters. I think this is the fifth chapter yeah. or the sixth chapter. And yeah, it's it's killing me. I mean, that was hard. And I, at one point I was thinking, well, that's it. You've done it. I'm not going to play any more of this, Bayonetta. You've, you've you've ruined it for me. You just made it too difficult and too frustrating that I'm not willing to. But then again, you, that urging yeah, me exactly. to come back this to it. Thing, and so, right? you've, there's a weird quality to Bayonetta where you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, go on. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I kept saying, to, you know, come on. You can, even it, though it meant playing through that entire level again, and it, it's no walk in the park. There are some tough enemies, and it's not just the boss that caused me trouble. I had to replay sections. What's interesting about Bayonetta is, if you're not playing good, you you can do some beat some enemies so quickly if you just get it right. Yeah. You know? But if you mess up and you let that enemy hit you with an attack that's gonna take off most of your health, then it's like, yeah. But then sometimes you can pull it back. You can pull it back with no health and beat them. It's just however well you're playing at that any one point. Yeah, but it's like I it feels like to me Bayonetta is a game that has such small windows of timing as well that like the smallest yeah. distraction the smallest mispress can really fuck you up in that game and i really don't yeah. like that the clues are all there the the cues for dodging and and such they're right there mm-hmm. they can be tight but if you pay attention to what the enemies are doing you can avoid things yeah but it is a full-on experience if you want to keep if 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 you <laughs> If you want something to really concentrate on where you don't have a moment to think about anything else, and Bayonet is a good game for that. If you need to take your mind off something. Have you and have you done the bit where you're on the highway yet? Highway? You would remember. Okay. No, I don't, I don't remember that. I did fly through the air in this last level um, like a torpedo. Yep. Um, oh, mate. You, I hate to break this to you. I think you're about halfway through. I think I am. I feel like that, looking at the achievements anyway, and the number of chapters. Uh, yeah, so you did the you get an achievement for the first four, I think, then an achievement for the next four, next four, and then the next okay. four. Something like that, I think. I, I can't be certain. So, yeah, maybe I'm about halfway through the game, and you saying that it's only going to get more difficult, I was hoping maybe the next level might be a little bit more forgiving no, and the boss might no, not man. be as it's just a fucking ramp. frustrating. Like, the end. That game gets really hard. How do you do it? Um, How do you do it, Matt? Sheer brute force and the fact that we had just moved to Denmark and I was, like, weirded out <laughs> by being in another country. Sheer, yeah. sheer determination of going, like, right, cool, I'm going to play video games for an hour every evening. <laughs> well, this is it. So it was something to focus on. If you want something to take your mind off something else and focus on something entirely, that even though bayonetters can be frustrating, it, it's good for that. I mean, I, I got a few things on my mind at the minute, and just playing Bayonetta, you know, you can't, you can't afford to think about anything no, else. No, exactly. Like you, re- you really cannot. <laughs> so it's great. I mean, I think the gameplay is really fun, but the difficulty, yeah, I'm starting to feel it, man. I don't know if I'm going to finish this game. It honestly, mate. I I don't think you need to. <laughs> like, if you get to that point, to like. Just watch the fucking story wrap up on YouTube. It's not, but but the gameplay's so good. It's not about the story no, so man. much for me. I, I think you, it's actually when, playing. I it. think you hit a ceiling. I think you hit like a a point where you're like, 
yes this gameplay is somewhat satisfying but the level of frustration i'm feeling isn't being met by like how good the game is because like persona 5 there are bits of persona 5 towards the end even playing it on easier modes where i'm like this is just not fun like the this is so difficult and these timings need to be so perfect but it's the combat system that got me through it because i'm like this just how this game operates and how this game mechanically works is just so fun that i want to play keep playing uh-huh. And I think you had it got had I been playing on a harder difficulty, I would have probably said fuck this to Persona as well. And I don't yeah. think there is that groove in Bayonetta yeah. where you can match how good it feels to play with the difficulty in some so, of the later stages. Of course that you do have the option to lower difficulty. I'm playing on normal. But I don't like how anything lower than normal is highlighted as automatic. I don't want any sort of thing taken away from me. Yeah. I want to be able to be in full control of the character and do what I want to do. The idea that anything lower than normal that's very easy and easy uh, is automatic. I, I don't know what's automatic about it. Check that, because it might be quick-time events. You might not have to do quick-time events, which would be a lot easier. I will look that up. Uh, but I am playing on normal. Um, I heard there's a hard mode, but maybe that only unlocks when you've uh, completed it on normal, also a, There's also um, a difficulty, I think, on midnight, which unlocks like at the end... Right, I can't, I can't. No, I wouldn't like to play any harder than normal, mate. Yeah, it's not at this point. I mean, up to this point, it does that thing that introduces you to the the game, and it's not too punishing. But now it feels like it's got serious. Yeah, yeah. I, what would you say? I mean, you've played Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, you? I have. Would you say that Bayonetta and Ninja Gaiden? Would you say if one's more difficult than the other, or do you think they're sort of on par? Because I thought they're both high. Um, fast action games yeah intense fast action games and uh bayonetta probably is faster and more intense yeah than what i've ever played in I, would, I would say so but i also i i honestly feel at some points ninja gaiden is overly unfair whereas i don't necessarily feel that from ninja uh from bayonetta like as you say generally mm. speaking like i think the difficulty in bayonetta comes from the fact that you aren't good you know what i mean like uh-huh. rather than in ninja gaiden i think it can be punishing for the sake of being punishing sometimes maybe, mm. maybe that's just me being shit yeah. in ninja gaiden and making excuses but i do think there were times when i played that original ninja gaiden where i just got my ass kicked and i was like this the fe- xbox yeah this feels difficult for the sake of being difficult rather than like something i could overcome yeah, but it's the only thing I, I can compare Bayonetta to that I've ever played in, in terms of the actual sort of sweat. Um, now, now Bayonetta's never made me shake before, Yeah, but uh, Ninja Gaiden did. <laughs> At one point in Ninja Gaiden, like I was like, oh, God, it's so um, intense. Uh, yeah, wow, that really is experiences. Um, I, I, I like the genre. I like the 3D action game, uh, fighting 3D action games. I really like them. Yeah. Um, but I just hope I can get through Bayonetta. If not, I'm moving on to Bayonetta 2, I suppose, and seeing how far I can get in that. I never played... <laughs> and then 3. I never played Bayonetta 2, so I, I don't know if they ever improved that, but hopefully they did. Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo, I think, are a bit more savvy when it comes to like difficulty levels and stuff, so you'd like to hope they did. But I don't know. I never played it. As a publisher, do you think they'd have this, oh, this has been too difficult there, um, uh, Platinum? Do you want to uh, I just, I th- sort I just think out? they would be like, okay, let's, Compared try, to yeah, let's try and figure obviously. out this balance. Let's <laughs> try and do this. Let's try and do that. So, 
yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's one I've been playing most of, really. It's very better. And I keep coming back for more punishment. What what, what am I like? That's how it that's how it goes, mate. That's how it goes. But it's torture sometimes. Just like um Bayonetta's torture moves in the game. Exactly. Well it but that game it surprises you with so many like crazy things. It's it it does manage to make what it could be very repetitive gameplay interesting. Yeah, uh, and I definitely by throwing with. something unique into every level, and or, or uh, enemies or weapons that you take from enemies. I mean, the chainsaw thing I got off one of the enemies was quite, it's quite fun. Style, so much it's style. Stripping with style. It's, it's oozing with personality. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very weird game. There aren't many games like Bayonetta. Um, yeah, and I mean, having played Spider-Man right off the back of Bayonetta. One has so much craziness and style, and the other is so polished and refined, but at the end of it, just came across as a bit bland. Yeah, but um, that's it. Also, it's a different era of games, isn't it? Like, Oh, they're very different, they're different games, but I don't know. I think when you go from play one to the other with any game, they're di similar in terms of gameplay, but very different in presentation. I mean, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but there's fighting in Spider-Man, there's fighting in Bayonetta, so that's where I made the connection. Yeah, third, third person bashy, bashy buttons to bash people. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to calm down okay, Tom. and uh, draw a line under Bayonetta, and maybe uh, next time I'll tell you how I get on with the next section we'll of that game. We'll see how it goes. Maybe you will, maybe you'll be like, nah, I'm done with it, but we'll find out on the next podcast. I, I realise why I stopped playing it on the Wii U, because I think it was the same point. Probably. I've got up, I got up to the same point. But I, I broke through it on uh, Xbox this time, so uh, yeah. Good for you. That's something. Good for you. Thank you. Right. Okay, Tom. Well, I think us on that point, we should wrap this up because it's gone a bit longer yeah. than usual. But well, I've been rambling about Bayonetta for the last. I mean, uh, 10 it's fine. Minutes, so. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I again, I, I agree with you. I think that game could be quite frustrating towards the end. So it is what it is. If you find Bayonetta frustrating, you can tell us a variety of places, such as on facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack, on Twitter at TMACast, at Gameboil for me, at Tom Perry 11 if you just want to message Tom and be like, yes, that boss sucks. Um, you can f listen to the podcast in a variety of places, such as on blastprocess.com, Tom and Matt Attack.com forward slash podcast. We're in iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. While you're there, get cheeky written, subscribe, etc., etc. Tom? Thank you for taking the time to talk with me about video games. Thank you, man. And thank you, everybody out there for listening. I'm just going to sign off this podcast and watch if Tom's little tower of podcast collapses or if it stays firm once he is clicked off on the keyboard. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening again, and we will be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Until then, be sure, as always, to game on.